Good morning and God's grace and mercy to all that hear me this morning, even as we are celebrating one of the great uh, wonders of our lives, and that is mothers. Today I'd like to talk to us about the mantle of motherhood. And I've entitled this God's Wonder Woman. Think about it today that there's no such thing as just a, a mom. No, mothers and the role of mothers is difficult to define, difficult to condense in in any word or words. There are two words that I would like to uh, submit to you today with regard to this mantle of motherhood. They are the words which I've already stated, mantle and handmaiden. The word mantle has reference to an anointing and an empowerment and an, an assignment. It carries with it the ability to comfort, to nurture, to, to see. Manto. The other word is handmaiden. It was Mary when the angel had come to her and spoke to her that she responded, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. This handmaiden is someone who is essential and whose function is to serve and to assist. It is more than just a general task. It has to do with specific tasks. As I share with you the power, the anointing, you know, and the tremendous influence and role that you as mothers have, I would like for you to receive it not as, you know what I mean, trying to measure up, but to capture the power, you know what I mean, and the, the role that you play in, not only in human life, but in God's plan. And so when we talk about mothers, I want to make sure that we understand that there are single moms, mothers without children. And of course, we know about grandmothers, those that really have a nurturing spirit. Oh, yes. This word made servants. Pharaoh's daughter was a handmaiden of the Lord, raising and educating Moses, that one who has an essential function to serve and to assist. So moms, you have a mantle an anointing, an empowerment, and an assignment. And you are a handmaid. 
You are a handmaiden that, that has is become an assistant to the Holy Spirit. Because you remember that Mary was an assistant to the Holy Spirit. How shall these things be? The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And out of that, this great Savior will be born. And so as a mother, you are an assistant, a handmaiden in the plan and the purpose of God and, of course, family. Motherhood is more than just a physical happening. It's the nurturing of a spirit. But it's also, think about it, it is the birth of a mother. She, the motherhood, is birthed at the same time. It is the creating of a new family. Its role and its importance is so great that nothing is more noble, nor more fulfilling than that of motherhood. In motherhood, there is the creating of new possibilities. That partnership with God. And in that partnership with God, he assures us that he does not leave us or her powerless. Yes, you as a mother carry a lot of the attributes of the Holy Spirit. You are a nurturer. You are someone who leads in truth. You tell us who Christ is. You speak destiny and purpose. Think about it. When God wanted to reference himself, you know what I mean? In some aspect, he went ahead and compared himself to a mother. He said, as a mother comforts her children. He talks about how that he will never forget us just like a mother would not forget her nursing child. He references in the New Testament parable that she's like a housekeeper, that she searches for lost things. So when there's things that seem to be missing, you are that housekeeper that searches on to find it so that it can be restored. And then, of course, there's a side of her that the Bible says that she can be like a bear. You know what I mean? Who's been robbed of her cubs. Yeah, she's gentle. She's kind. But watch out if you try and go ahead and, you know, move in on the territory that God has designed for her. And one I particularly love that God says he is like a mother. A mother hen who gathers her chickens. And I'm sure in this Mother's Day, except for this stay-at-home restrictions, there would be a great gathering. Mothers love to get their chickens together. And pardon me, uh, men and girls and boys, you know, I'm not saying you're a chicken. But God says he wants to got, uh, gather you and you know, put a protection about you, just like a mother does, you know. 
I was thinking about mothers and a thought came to me about a mother's purse. If you ever looked at a mother's purse, it's got everything in it. She's a planner. You know, she's prepared. She has anticipation and expectation. Yeah, there's no such thing as a just a mom. Not at all. While our culture minimizes your role and your importance, the Bible emphasizes the importance of the role of mothers. In Proverbs chapter 23, it talks about how a mother is to be glad and she who bore you, you know, is to rejoice. There's a happiness, you know, that is in the role of a motherhood and mother when she sees her kids and her children and her, her offspring. She has something to say and it's well that you listen to her. Even the young mothers are instructed to listen to the older mothers. God doesn't want you to have to learn, you know, everything by experience. He wants you to be able to gather from the experience of the previous generation to save yourself, you know, the hard knocks of life itself. But it says in Proverbs chapter one, do not forsake the law of your mother. You know, mothers, they can draw straight lines, but they're supposed to. They are boundaries. They're purposeful. Always, you know, because of a loving and caring, you know, spirit within them. Her words, he says, are, are so important that if they are followed, it's like you put jewels upon your neck. It's, 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 it's an ornament. So, you know, don't look at the instructions of your mother. You know, it's something that's not supposed to be delightful. It's supposed to be, you know, an ornament, a jewelry that is, is, has a, a, a reflective you know, a projection from how you live your life and conduct your life, and it reflects back to her. Yeah, motherhood is a big job. It's an everyday ministry. In motherhood, there's both joy and pain, without a doubt. You, your role as a mother, is a first line of defense for that child. It says that Paul wrote to Timothy and said that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures. There, by the mother, we learn our beliefs. Knowledge is imparted. Loyalty and integrity, leadership, they all begin. What an amazing role. And you are anointed for it. You are an assistant to the Holy Spirit. Oh, think about it. Praise God. Yes, it's hard work, physically grueling, and sometimes emotionally exhausting. Even to the point that it's tempting to assign our responsibilities, you know, to somebody else. But God has anointed you. 
God has partnered and asked you to partner with him. There's a lot of things that go on when motherhood is birthed, when you have that child or when you're given a, a, an assignment, whether or not it's the birth of a new child, you know what I mean? Or you to nurture somebody else. There becomes an identity shift, the physical and psychological. Yes, it, it, it strips your identity, the old identity markers that you had. You think about it, your friendships change. Even your relationship with your husband changes. Relationship with people changes because it's an expansion. You have to make room for others and not just yourself or the two of you as in husband and wife. And then of course, when you go to church, you know, think about it. You rarely get, rarely get to sit through a service before there's a need that calls for your attention. It's a family need that gets the attention. Yet in despite of all these tasks, some of them that are routine and very mundane, the to-do lists of motherhood, none of them are insignificant. They all bear wings that can have eternal purposes and eternal destinies. We are called to help that generation spread their wings. For they shall mount up like wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Praise his holy name. Yes, God is a God of life. And God has went ahead and made you a handmaiden of that nurtures of life. It's a sacred calling. And it's a journey. It's a lifetime mission trip. Oh yes, you haven't went to some foreign soil, but God has you on a lifetime mission trip right where you're at. And it is the highest calling when you get to raise godly children for the Lord. What an amazing work. Have you thought about it? that what you're doing is you are be, being architects of the next generation. You are designing roadmaps from the dream to the destiny. Absolutely. You know, Jesus was, you know, uh, 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 excuse me, Mary was important in the life of Jesus, not just to give him birth into life, but to also, you know, to the prop, uh, moving forward in life. It's not a hobby, it's a calling. You know, all the hats that she wears, she's a cheerleader, she's a coach, you know, and at the same time, she's the greatest fan, you know, of those that God has entrusted to her. Your role is hugely and mightily important because you carry your children. You carry children into hostile territory. Absolutely. You're nurturing life in the face of death. 
just in the last days, perilous times will come. And it says there will be a challenge, you know, for people's love. Yes, it tells us that morality is going to be challenged. While self-centeredness, you know, will be predominant. It's our job, your job, to get people and children God-centered. There are times that you have to defend your children in a culture that doesn't have godly values. Yes, I believe that that mother spirit is the highest example of laying down your life for another. Think about it. Your home, that field that God has called you is a mission field. It's there that you recruit your own children in your own assignment. You teach them to drop their fishing nets and follow and embrace God's purpose and God's call in their lives. Children are important to the master. Bring the little children. Don't forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. It's a teaching center. Yes. Your home is the place where they're taught. So the next generation will know God. You see, there's voices and choices throughout life. And the voice that needs to be the strongest in their ear. The voice that needs to be remembered. You know, that it is clear needs to be the voice, you know, of mothers, godly mothers. Deuteronomy says there's a lot of work that goes into this. It says you shall teach them diligently. It's not a one time, you know, this is what the Lord says. No, it's to nurture, you know, is to go ahead and start a seed. You know, try to increase and nurture it so it grows. Teach diligently to your children. Keep them directed in the right direction. Training them up, you know, in the way of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6 tells us about this. Your home. Your teaching is about faith. So you really are a seminary of faith. Paul wrote to Timothy, I call to remembrance the genuine faith that was in, that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother and then in your mother. Think about it. And I'll, it's the opportunity to give them a kingdom view. While culture wants to give, first and foremost, a worldview, the word of God's assignment in your life is that you give them, first of all, a kingdom view, and then expand to a world view. Oh, yes. Praise his holy name. It is... 
a place for learning, divine learning. As a mother, you are a visionary. According to the Proverbs, you know, you are an investor in the future. It says Proverbs 31 and 16, she considers a field and buys it. Yes, she's looking ahead. And if there is something that needs to be gotten, she goes for it. So the result of it, you know, can benefit those with whom she has been given charge of. You see, it's not how you look that's so important. It's the work that you do. And your work that you do is God important. Proverbs 31 Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Yes, raising the next generations is a worthy task. Moms, grandmas, all of you with that nurturing spirit. It is demanding, but it's also rewarding. Many times the reward comes considerably later in life, but it does come. Train a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You have a divinely assigned role, wherein that you're linking you know, your hand, your heart, with the creator God in preparing the next generation. Think about it. Mothers, mothers, you know, have a powerful and specific assignment from the Lord. You grow lives. Good lives don't just happen. They're built mothers think about it oh yes mothers if we're pursued with energy imagination skills you know you will find that it is gives you as much opportunity success growth expansion perks and incentives as being the head of any corporation besides that you get to work for people you love. Think about it. Yes, you're important to God. Your home, your home is the headwaters of missions. It's the fountain where faith is imparted. It's where she makes disciples in her home. She calls her kids to lay down their fishing nets, to take up the call of the Lord and the master in their lives. You are the first one that gets to touch that child's heart 
for eternity. Think about it. Yes, training and turning the hearts first and foremost to God. Motherhood's role. It says that children are a heritage of the Lord. What does that mean? Heritage means practices or characteristics that are passed down from one generation to another. It's something that's inherited from the past generation, maintained in the present, and bestowed for the benefit of the future generations. Yes, children are a heritage of the Lord. There is something that has been given by God that he wants, you know what I mean, to be given to the next generation. And he wants generations not only to maintain what has been given, but to bestow it to the next generation. Think about that today. What an amazing role in power that you have in being a mother. Your sacrifice today translates to the great harvest tomorrow. Think about how many people might be ministered to by you just simply ministering to them. How much offspring, you know what I mean, will be wrought forth from their life because you invested in theirs. You never have to worry. Yeah. The sacrifices that you make today will produce an overflow tomorrow. See, in God's hands, there will always be leftovers. In Jesus, in feeding the 5,000, you know what I mean? After they had went ahead and done all the duties and all the work and fed all, there were still fragments or much left over. We need to keep the mother spirit, the nurturing spirit. I would like to close this in speaking to those hurting parents. Parents whose hearts are hurting today because they have some wayward children. That, that yet in their journey, they have not followed the law of the mother. They have not you know, yet developed the faith that's been in their heart. And I believe that, number one, we know that even God in his perfection has wayward children. In the parable of the prodigal son, we discover that. He, he experienced the pain of rejection. That son came and said, I, I want your money, but I don't care about how you feel. You know, they're not even aware of it. That self-centeredness and the draw on the lure of culture and the world. He said that I, I reject the heritage. Think about it. He said, I don't want anything to do with the family heritage. Maybe that's what seems to be resonating. I don't want anything to do with God. 
You're telling that father that I, I reject your values. Hell, he squandered everything. He just wasted it. Experienced, you know what I mean? The, the pain of humiliation, the pain of guilt. What did I do wrong? The natural outflow, the natural, you know what I mean, response. Did I fail as a parent? I don't think we want to buy into that. I think we want to buy into that, you know, God's word, you know, it goes forth and it'll accomplish that which he set it out for. So in closing, to those parents who are hurting, we just need to learn how to relinquish without rejection. That's what the father demonstrated and portrayed. He relinquished his son, okay, but he did it without rejection. And so when the time came, that son come running home because he had never been rejected. Think about it. Here's what the word says in Ezekiel 18 and 20. The son shall not share the guilt of the father, nor will the father share the guilt of the son. So yes, on this Mother's Day, celebrate your mother. Celebrate the mothers in your life for sure. And understand that you are a handmaiden of the Lord. You carry a mantle, an anointing for specific tasks that God has called you to. God bless the mothers in Jesus' name.